Let's talk gospel music gold. I'm your host and Sonia Gibbs here to talk with gospel music singers, songwriters, historians, recording artists, choir masters, and directors. In this podcast, my guests will share their journey, their struggle, their strength, and most of all, their inspiration. Some of the guests on the podcast will be well-known throughout the gospel field, and others, you will have heard their instruments, their voices, and their emotions. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Today, we go down a different path, but this is still related to gospel music. As we talk to my guest today, who is a Christian comedian. Yes, you heard that right. A Christian comedian who is also contributing to the gold of gospel. I want you to listen to the interview, but also she has a very poignant song that I'll play at the end of the show. And the name of the song is Corona, You Ain't Bigger Than God. Stay tuned for Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold with Sherry Bishop, Sister Willie Ruth Johnson. All right now. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. With me today is Sherry, Sister Willie Ruth Johnson Bishop. She is a Christian, commun- <laughs> a Christian comedian <laughs> who brings light to the audience as she speaks before and presents her testimony as a cancer survivor. She is a native of Nashville, Tennessee, with a 40-year career in broadcasting, which includes radio and television. She has a recent single, that's how we got connected, and a video release called Corona. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, how you doing? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, when I, I was so intrigued when I saw on Facebook and YouTube this gospel music gold. I said, what is that? And I said, oh, that's one of my sisters doing something. And Sonia Gibbs, let me check her out. Well, thank you so much. And I was, um, I, as I told you in the email, I said, you have taken me to a different place because I don't think of, when you think of gospel and you think of gospel music, there are other aspects because when you come out as Sister 
Willie Ruth Johnson. I want to make sure I say that it's correct. A tongue everybody, twister. everybody need to know the whole name. <laughs> I get Willie May, Willie Pearl, and <laughs> but tell me how you got started with this character, how you got started with her. You know, that is an interesting question because I hear it a lot. Um I have been a comedian from the womb. Mm. I, you, I've, I've always been that person to bring laughter into the room. And, and I'm sure my mother was that way because she's hilarious too. I tell people she's Willie Ruth Johnson Sr. <laughs> um, but in grade school, I was in school plays. Um, I always got the role of somebody that was a funny part. Even today, uh, I don't do as many stage plays, but more independent movie type things. But when I do plays, I get selected for that role. And there was a show called Laugh In with Rowan and Martin or something back in the day, Ruth Buzzy. And there was a little old man that would come out and sit on the bench. In elementary school, I was the little old man. <laughs> in the fourth grade school play at elementary school. And so comedy has been sort of a way that, that I've always communicated. I always see that funny in something, even in serious things, I see the funny in it. And I know that God has a sense of humor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now I'm going to take a, a, a different path on that. When you talk about where you, and I call it a ministry, when you minister in church with humor, do you ever get someone that comes up to you and say, you took my mind off of what was worrying me by giving me something to laugh at or something to laugh about? Oh, yes. There was a, a, a pastor here in town. I had done an event and he came up and he hugged me and he said, thank you. He said, my mother had been sick for a long time and she died and I have not laughed in months mm. and I laughed tonight. So thank you for that. Uh, but the best one was a woman who said to me that she couldn't get her husband to go to church. At that particular time, I was the part of the morning crew with the radio station and I would be on every morning. And she wrote a letter and she said, I couldn't get my husband to go to church. He said he would never darken the door of a church. <laughs> and she said, but we ride together every morning going to work and we hear you on the radio and said, because of you, because of the things you said is that little old funny, wacky church lady. He said, he's going to be going to church with me on Sunday. And she wrote back. He actually joined. Wow. So that just, that just warmed my heart. You know, if I can just give one person an opportunity to laugh. And once I clear that veil out of the way, once I move that barrier and I got you laughing, then I have that platform to, to, to share the love of Christ so you can get saved. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That is, you know, and a lot of people don't think of that. They don't think that there are some other ways to reach, to do outreach. And that's outreach ministry because when you think about it, a lot of people, like you said about the gentleman that didn't want to go to church, they only think that the, the preacher standing there preaching and, and trying to get your money and uh, trying to do this, but they don't realize that there are other aspects of serving God and being able to share that gift. Now, as Sherry, your testimony 
is something totally different than Sister Wheelie Ruth. And tell us. Absolutely. Okay. Tell us about that. Well, Sherry is actually Sister Willie Roof and Sherry are almost inseparable. A lot of people uh, say that I actually do turn into someone different. They see a a meek and mild, talkative, humorous person, but they sometimes see more of the serious side of, you know, I'm a bridge builder. I like connecting people with their goals and with success and a speaker coach. I coach speakers and, and do things like that. But I still see the humor in things. And, you know, I, I had a, a real knee buckling, faith testing episode back in 2008. I kept having these hot flashes. And, you know, the little old ladies around me would say, Honey, you going, you know, you already know. You can already finish that for me. You're going through the change. <laughs> going through the change. And so I thought that that's what it was. But these, these waves of heat were so big that every time they happened, it would go from the tip of my toes to the top of my head. And I would feel like collapsing. And I get this strong sense that says, you are about to die now. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? And when I go to bed at night, my I would have this crawling around the edges of my lips and the tips of my fingers. And I went to the doctor. He said, are your lips tingling? Are your fingers tingling? And I said, yes. He said, you're very low on calcium. Mm. And fast forward, they ended up saying, you have thyroid cancer. Wow. And he went on to talk about treatment and whatever. But all I was seeing at that point after he said cancer was womp, 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 womp. I didn't hear anything <laughs> else. <laughs> because I was numbed and that was a knee buckling experience for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the interest of, of, of time, I have, I didn't think I'd ever let these words come out of my mouth and Sonia, but cancer gave me a gift. Mm. Cancer gave me a gift because prior to then I was a worry wart. I was battling with anxiety. And one of the things I worried about most was one day you might get cancer and die. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really knee buckling experience for me for three reasons. One, my worst fear had come to light. Two, I thought I was going to die. And three, I have a creative mind. I'm a creative spirit. So the enemy used that creative mindset to say, you know, all that gospel music you listen to on the radio, that's fake. Mm. And you know, all that praying you do, that's fake. And you know how you sing all the time, all day, all these gospel songs and praise God. And you, you look for ways to find ways to play music wherever you are, your little, uh, your little iPods and all your little different things that you do to listen to this gospel music. It's mm. fake. God's mm. not real. Wow. And it was just playing with my mind. And when I try to sleep, it, the, the enemy stole my sleep. When I would lie down at night, I had the same dream every night. I was laying in a grave and I could see dust being shoveled onto my grave with me looking up at the shovel, throwing the dust. Mm. And, it, and when it would get down to the last little crumb where I wouldn't be able to see anymore, I would <gasps> bolt upright like that. And so I said, well, I'm just not going to go to bed anymore. And so I just slept, you know, I would sit up and sleep during the day. But at night, I, I didn't want to lie down because I knew that dream was coming. 
And when the doctor was diagnosing me, he said, do you feel like all of a sudden you're, you're, you're relaxing and then all of a sudden it feels like a train's coming? And I knew then that was that dream. He said, all of that is your thyroid and your calcium is low. But I don't want anybody to hear this to say, hey, I got that. Then maybe I got it too. Everybody's case is different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but that knee buckling experience, that fearful time that was knee buckling to me, and I guess there's a fourth reason I was so afraid is I'm the family cheerleader. So everybody that needs something or wants something in my family, they come to me because I'm the encourager. Mm-hmm. It's real hard when... The cheerleader needs a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the cheerleader can't sing. So I was just, I was devastated. But I prayed and prayed and I surrounded myself with gospel music. Oh. And there were two songs that blessed me. One was by James Fortune, mm-hmm. Encore. Okay. And the lyrics were saying things about he'll see you through and he can do it again. And it was just, it just really brought me through. But the other one, I went to a eyeglass store just to try to keep busy. And I felt a moment coming on me where I was going to start crying because I was just devastated. I got cancer, my worst thing. And Holy Spirit said, just go sit in your car for a minute. God has GPS, Ansoni. <laughs> because... I got in the car, started the car, turned it on satellite, XM satellite radio. And the minute I turned it on, a song, gospel song comes on by Yolanda Adams that said, the battle is not yours. Okay. It's the Lord. All right. And so we had a little shouting session in the car. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I say too about uh, gospel music. Some Somebody asked me one day, why do you like gospel music? I said, because it is so rich. It gives you so much. And a lot of the gospel songs, especially the older gospel songs, they go into the word of God and they bring up what you may have forgotten. And Mm -hmm. they bring out that uh, melodious voice of God saying to you that you can go, you can continue, you can rise because this is not your battle. (laughs) So that is why I love gospel music. And I love the fact that you're expressing how it encouraged you at a time of need. Yes. And, and, and that was the beautiful gift is that all, you know, when you're a church girl and you grow up in church, you know, all the sayings, God's good all the time, all the time, God, you know, all the sayings Mm -hmm. and all the, the, the church etiquette. But when you have that knee buckling faith testing experience that shows you that God is real, Mm -hmm. it it changes everything. It changes how you navigate every experience. And now it makes sense when my my grandmother, Annie Mae Whitney, used to say something all the time. You know, old lady say something, what does that mean? She would say all the time. Honey, you got to know him for yourself. <laughs> you get up in church and yell that out. And I thought, what's she talking about? And, and that's true. You got to know him for yourself. And you don't know him for yourself in a real way until you get down to nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's all you got. And then he shows up and shows out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, honey, I know. I know what you're talking about, honey. I don't mean to cut in on this interview, honey. This is Mary Johnson. I love 
love the Lord, honey. Now he heard my cry, honey. I know I, I had got shouting, honey. I know the day I got saved, I was cleaning the burke of the chitlins, honey. I had chitlins everywhere. <laughs> okay, Sister Willie Rue. This is my interview. She had chitlins everywhere, Lord and mercy. Okay. okay. <laughs> she cuts in something. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing, because at least you have somebody that, that's there to, to uh, work with you and walk with you on your testimony. <laughs> and here's the other thing, because she steps in and everybody see it, now people don't think she's your invisible friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> But in, in thinking of that, when you think of that, and like I said about how people share and spread the gospel, you spread the gospel through Sister Willie Ruth. And when you talk and then you bust out in the song, because I done checked you out on YouTube, I done <laughs> seen some videos. <laughs> and the very first time that you did her in public, what reaction did you get from your audience? And then what reaction did you get from the person that was sitting in the seat that, that thought, oh man, this is this ain't gonna work? Um I've I I've gotten great reaction. I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee. I've gotten great reaction and I've traveled pretty pretty much throughout the U.S., mostly in the Southeast and a few little hot spots in Nebraska and California. But um, I've had great reaction. And funny you should ask that because there have been some times where you see somebody who's sitting there looking kind of poker face and they're not really draw drawing you any wonder, are they enjoying this? And strangely enough, those are the people who come up after the show mm. and talk and talk and talk and talk about how they enjoyed it and you can't get rid of them. So I guess some people are just wired a little differently. But now I did have an incident where I went by this particular business to pick up a sponsorship for a stage play that I had written featuring Sister Willie Ruth. Mm. And the woman there said, are you Sister Willie Ruth? And I said, yes, I am. She said, oh, honey, what you're doing is blasphemous. Mm. That is awful. She said, God doesn't want us laughing. And why does she have to be big? And I said, well, um, I respectfully disagree with you. God does want us laughing and God does have a sense of humor. He had to have one when he made us <laughs> and he had to be laughing his head off when he made monkeys with their little annex. And I said, and, and Sister Willie Roof is a big buck, some big mama character. She's also known as America's beloved Big Mama. She's big because Big Mama was big. <laughs> and she said, well, thank you for being respectful. She said, I, I'm surprised that you didn't, you know, argue or anything. I said, well, I, I don't argue God's word with people. It mm -hmm. is what it is. And it says what it says. And he is who he is. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, thank you. And she said, make sure you take me off your email list. I said, I will do it. So it was wow. a polite conversation, but yeah. she was yeah. not into this idea of, and a lot of people aren't into Christian comedy. They don't like, uh, it, my mom, in fact, in all of my shows, I sing gospel songs. I okay. weave those in hymns and different things. They're sporadic. And my mom said once, 
why do you have to put those into there? Because it, I don't want, I'm just wondering if you're making fun. No, what I'm doing is I fully become big mama mm -hmm. and big mama. You know how big mama would do in the kitchen when she's making <laughs> Sunday dinner. That's what made the food good. Some of those good hymns she'd be singing. And so I just, I go all in with, with, with the comedy and with the singing and as you know, some big mamas do. They sometimes they get the words wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because they don't forgot. <laughs> Willie Ruth has a song. She's singing. Uh, uh, uh. What's it? Oh, she, precious memories, how they linger, where the deer and the antelope play. <laughs> Uh, Sister Willie Roof, I think we made a shift there somewhere. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sometimes, but people do that. They, I've seen, I've been at church and somebody was actually trying to sing a song and make up their own lyrics in the midst of. So <laughs> it is not unusual uh, to see that or to hear that. So, you know, sometimes I think people can be a little too serious about things at times when you think of that yes and, yes uh, i was at a, a women's conference once where after i finished there were a few women over to the side they weren't laughing a lot everybody enjoyed it but there was one little group and the the president of the conference got up and she said let me tell you all something i saw some of the atmosphere in here and she said don't e don't ever let us get so holy that we can't laugh mm-hmm she said, you know, and I, I knew who she was talking to when she did that. So, but, you know, and Sonia, there are some lines with Christian comedy mm -hmm. that, that, that we are taught, uh, like sex. Of course, it's obvious that, you know, if you're a Christian comedian, there's no profanity because that shouldn't be a regular part of how you communicate. Right. But there are some no-no areas like sex that's kind of a no-no area and if you do it a lot of things matter your audience um what the context of is in which you're bringing it up and it can never ever ever be related to being single mm -hmm. it's got to be married it's got to be about married life or something mm -hmm. and most of the time the person person has to actually be married or talking about somebody who's married or something about married life it has to and and the safe route is especially if you're starting out is to leave it alone <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a lot of stuff to um like my cousin my husband and i uh, ran a non-for-profit nomad theater company for 12 years and oh, awesome. we we did uh one of the largest plays that we did was a christian play and it was called if the preacher ain't right i'm not gonna tell you how many people got angry number one at the title and we were promoting the show and we did have some people and they said i don't understand why you have to do blah 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 so my husband pointed out well we actually got this play from a it was a skit and it was written by a pastor and when he said that they were like what <laughs> he's like yes a pastor wrote this we just expanded it into a stage play so wow. got to the point where they were like oh, okay you know and some of the some of the ministers didn't want to hear it some did and 
you know, we it, we kind of had a it was a hard sell just because of the title of the show. So I understand that, and um, it was. You it, know what's crazy about that though? Mm -hmm. They were upset at the title of the play, but in these days and times where we've been numbed and desensitized, um, you really have to give things a racy title or do something abnormal to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it had, if it had been the preacher, it, it wouldn't went. have piqued anybody's curiosity and nobody would have come. Yeah, and that was, uh, we did that about mm, it's almost 15 years now, almost 15 years ago. But that was, that was hysterical because we thought it was fine. But then when we started approaching churches and saying, you know, this is a play, a, a play that we're putting on, and we got some pushback from the past like wait a minute just from the title of the show <laughs> <laughs> but that is really interesting i just i just find that fascinating and i like to find all facets of bringing people like i said earlier bringing people into the church house and it doesn't always have to be sitting down and hearing sermon after sermon after sermon there are so many other things because you have so many talented people that are sitting there look how long it took for people to come around to praise dancers in the church yes yes you know so it and is some still don't accept the mind because you know there's kind of a history behind putting that that face white face on mm. and... yeah yeah so it is it's uh very interesting and uh that's just my thoughts. <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it on the table there. <laughs> oh, where'd you go? Let's see. I'm still here. Here I am. <laughs> okay, I'm not seeing you now, but that's okay. As long oh, okay. as you can hear me. Oh yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you to tell me what brought around that song, Coronia. Oh, wow. Corona, you ain't bigger than God. Well, um, a lot of times when I'm around in the house working on different things, I, I sing a lot. And I was thinking about how this coronavirus came in and just prevailed over everything mm -hmm. and everything that we <clears throat> enjoy getting together with family, going to the movies, going to NFL games, traveling, and then the church. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this coronavirus is not bigger than God. Mm -hmm. And I started kind of just kind of humming a little tune and started singing. And then I thought, I'll write a little song and I was just going to do it just for fun. But you know how God does things. He was like, you need to put this out there because People need, just like they need comedy to have an opportunity to laugh. And I fought it a little bit because I was like, but people are dying. It's not funny. But when you listen to the lyrics, I actually say, you done closed down the city and you're nasty with it. Mm -hmm. Corona, you ain't bigger than God. And the nastiness is that it took lives and a larger number of lives among the African-American community. Mm -hmm. So it was nasty with it. It was closing down cities. And so some of the verses go into a rant about, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. If I go out, I got to wear a mask. 
But then that last verse that came to my spirit says, we got heels in life. We don't know what to do, but if we call on Jesus, he will see us through. Mm-hmm. So it, it, was, it, it was a way to, another way to encourage people, give them an opportunity to laugh, but keep some of the seriousness in it. And interestingly, uh, some, some um, music experts were saying, well, this is not your normal gospel song. It, you know, is that comedy? Is it funny? Oh, well, I just buried my aunt. I'm not sure if I want to laugh. And again, right back to, I'm not sure if God wants us laughing. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, it got mixed response, but uh, we're still pushing. And next week, the music video comes out. Okay. And at first I thought, well, God, maybe it's too late for that. But you know what? The pandemic, we've all had our shots. But things are opening back up, not because the pandemic is gone, but because the economy is hurting. That's Mm -hmm. why things are opening up, in my view. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's not because it's gone. It's because the economy is down and, and, and people are losing their businesses. So it's a way to try to save that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because if you're getting $300 to stay home a week, why are you going to go back to work and have to buy gas, pay for childcare, do all of that <laughs> and well, make less? Yeah, they have a, a, we were actually looking at the news about that in, in regards to that, where they were saying, uh, especially in food service, about people mm-hmm. uh, and but it's not the fact that they don't want to work it's the fact that they are not getting fair wages they're not getting uh, proper child care you know help exactly. with, with, with financial child care so it's it's not that it's it's and I believe me personally I believe the majority of people want to work because that is their desire to go out and to work and to do better and grow but uh, when you look at the sense of I have four kids who are under the, the age of 12 and I need to find daycare for them because they can't go to school. They're doing uh, remote learning or if they go to school, they get out of school by 12 o'clock. Who's going to be there if I'm at work? Exactly. And it's been years since they actually raised the, the minimum weight, the federal tax. I mean, it's just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. it, so, so the, the pandemic was good in that it pulled the cover off of all of the ills of our society mm-hmm. and showed us who we are and where we are. Even the silly fights about whether to wear a mask. You yeah. know. So your song highlights all of those things, all wrapped up in all one. of that. It, it comes right back and tells you once again. I mean, you can you can replace. Uh, well, Willie Roof gets pronounces everything differently. Corona is Corona, and but but you can replace Corona with anything. Nothing is bigger than God. Mm-hmm. Can't not cancer. Yeah. You know, nothing is bigger than God. That's right, honey. Corona ain't bigger than God. Not Kenya, not Beyonce, Ben Gay, none of them. Okay, okay. We got it. Okay. She's so, stealing the mic. She's still the mic. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. So let me ask you, what are you doing now? And uh, so you can tell my audience how to get in contact with you, what you have going on. 
Well, I am, I've been doing a lot of virtual shows. I'm going to be doing something coming up on uh, Clubhouse, a new app Clubhouse, doing a little comedy on there with uh, Apostle Mike Ebron out of Louisiana. And I have some other virtual shows up. People hire me a lot for uh, birthday parties, even virtually, because there was a woman, this guy did a party for her. It was virtual. And what I did was I uploaded it so he could turn on his TV in his home. Mm-hmm. And there I was pecking on the screen, talking <laughs> to the family. And I, I weave in, you know, customized things to talk to the family like I'm actually there. So we do a lot of fun stuff like that. I'm working with a guy out of Florida by the name of Tony Williams. He has a show called Inspirations After Dark and it's syndicated. So I'm in a lot of cities with him. Well, not me, Sister Willie Ruth Johnson. Oh, okay. <laughs> and with him, um, I have uh, the music video uh, coming out and you can actually go to YouTube right now. If you don't want to spend 99 cents to download the song, Corona, You Ain't Bigger Than God, you and it's on all digital platforms. You can go to YouTube and type in Corona, You Ain't Bigger Than God, and you can hear the whole entire song. I'm not supposed to tell you that, but <laughs> you, you, you can. And, and I, I have a book here somewhere. It's called Our Daily Cornbread. And that particular book is, it's a comedy devotional. It's, it has 40 devotionals in it. But it spoke, it's written in Sister Willie Ruth Johnson's language, how she talks. Okay. And it has a, it has a companion CD. Okay. And so you can listen, you can listen in your car. If your car still has a CD play, you can listen in your car and hear the funny devotionals. And it's great comic relief when you leave work and they've been on that last serve and you put that in, you laugh all the way home. But Mm -hmm. the good thing about the book, Our Daily Cornbread, is that every divider in there is a cornbread recipe. And I'm talking cornbread recipes for every part of the day, even a breakfast muffin and something wow. called cornbread salad. I had never heard of, have you heard of cornbread salad? I did. I have heard of that. <laughs> I hadn't heard of it and I don't do wet bread. It's a texture thing, uh-huh. but it's actually delicious. I mean, my mom's best dressing recipe, all kinds of recipes are in there. So you get a cookbook, comedy, devotional, all in one. And they can reach me on all of the um, social media platforms. You can Google Sister Willie Ruth Johnson. Just Google Sister Willie Ruth Johnson. And you will see me on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, Uh Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. What am I missing? (laughs) I'm on TikTok, um, uh, Facebook. You on the Twitter? (laughs) <laughs> yes. And, and you could actually start with YouTube because I have, I do something uh, quite frequently, usually every week called a chitlin chat. Okay. I come on and I have a little chitlin chat and this is a little mini comedy session, usually about something that's bugging me or s- some observance, usually something, whatever's trending, I come on and I, I have my say about it. I mean, we've had our say about the bonnets, <laughs> the do rags and political stuff sometimes and, and everything. So just Google Sista and spell Sista, S-I-S-T-A-H, okay. Willie Ruth Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they'll find you. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Well, that and is... if you can't find me, honey, just call on Jesus, honey. Don't <laughs> call on me. Just call the Lord. That's who will take care of you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, Sister Willie Rue. <laughs> well, I want to thank my guest, Sherry, Sister Willie Ruth Johnson, Bishop, for participating <laughs> in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send me an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. Are you one of the many Americans that are hoping to find a new job? Do you need to establish new skills or improve the skill you already have? Perhaps you're an HR professional in a company and in need of online training for your employees. Well, I invite you to check out the online training system from Born to Speak to You. Once registered, these online courses are available to you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for 60 days. In the area of human resource trainings, we have courses on lunch and learn program, crisis management, diversity and inclusion, health and wellness at work, office health and safety, workplace violence, and much, much more. Our website is borntospeaktoyou.com, where the two is the number two. That's born to speak to you.com where you can even arrange for a virtual training for your employees on any one of our 110 training modules.